be simply me, no matter what, nothing else matters. The podcast for personal inspiration, being you again and we much more, simply you, no matter what, nothing else matters. Hello everyone to a special edition and Max is joining us and we are talking today about female, the female future, female entrepreneurship and our gifts of the feminine and how we can use this actually also in business. Hello. Hey. I am so glad to be having this conversation. It's one of my favorite topics. Me too. <laughs> I'm accompanying nurturing women, mompreneurs for more than 20 years. Mm. And there are so many women out there who talk about the glass ceiling, not going to the, to the highest job possible. And I'm like, where is it? I never had that. I don't have no idea what they are talking about. <laughs> I think that, um, no, I think I know what they're talking about in the sense that um, I've experienced as well where, where in job situations, especially where you're, um, I don't know, maybe it's because I always had these sort of support roles, right? So I was always the, the project administrator or the, the secretary and there's uh, I've definitely worked for managers who um, make certain assumptions based on <laughs> at job role and gender, for sure. Um, which also sometimes I really enjoyed messing them about with because, well, stereotypes are a dangerous game to play with, aren't they? <laughs> They are, but sometimes also fun to play. Exactly. But there is one thing what I'm asking you for years. We had the first feminine movement for, I think, 40, 50, 60 years. Mm. What happened? I don't I'm, I know we're in different countries. <laughs> and maybe in some countries they never heard about things like this. But I'm asking or wondering me so many times what well, happened I, between. I think one of the things that I that I see. Um, I can't hear you, Max. You're probably totally, it, totally. No. Brilliant words, and we can't hear. No. I am. Um, I accidentally it. hit the mute button. <laughs> um. No, I think that uh, one of the things that um, that happen, and I hear people talk about this sometimes, is when when women decided to be, or decided, but when women started becoming more involved in business and in the workforce and those kind of things, what we ended up doing in order to be part of the boys' club was to play to the to the masculine strength and I think that when we do that there's definitely a point where we feel like we can't go any further because we're not actually pay playing to our own strengths and if you're constantly trying to be uh, to be in a way that maybe doesn't feel 100% natural to you then 
there's only so much of that that you can do in a day. There's only so much that you can stretch yourself towards that. Um, and I think, I don't want to say that the patriarchy has played out super good for men because um, I think men also struggle from this over over masculine energy uh, stuff where they are not allowed to have emotions and mental health issues and, you know, um, but, <laughs> but I think that um, it's when you look at how women are defined in, um, in our societies, it's often, the definition is often in relation to other what relationship they have to other people, right? So they're either wives or they are mothers or they are partners, or, but there's, there's so much of that definition is in the relational um, realm, whereas men are much more likely to be defined first by what job or what profession they do. Um, and it's much less likely that a man will be asked if he's married than if a woman will be asked if she's married. Does that make any sense? Yes, so we're still forcing stereotype thinking and wordings even when we believe that we are way much further in the feminism, in the movement than we thought. Well, I think that a lot of it as well happens at a level that we're not fully aware of. I think we, we see this in so many, um, you know, social movements where we're like, um, where we're trying to achieve change, but there's so much stuff, so many habits in our language and in our, and in our, just our habits and our culture that are so geared towards, you know, um, supporting one group of people over other groups of people mm -hmm. that sort of us and them thinking is so ingrained in and not just for for women also for other groups within uh, within society and so we can say like yeah I am you know I'm not actively um, I'm not actively uh, trying to support the patriarchy, but I'm sure that I sometimes do because it's the system I grew up in. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that I say or do things subconsciously that are awful. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that actually disadvantage even myself. And I think we all do that. And I think once we can start sort of even just admitting to ourselves that we sometimes think and say things that are not helpful to the cause that we're trying to uh, further. Um, that helps if we can just say that we're not going to be perfect about it because, you know, for generations, this has been the system that women and men, that people have lived in. Um, and I, you know, we, we all sometimes have thoughts about it's like even the whole idea of women always kind of being pitted against each other, right? Mm -hmm. um, like I sometimes have thoughts about other women where I'm like, where my conscious brain goes like, mm, really, Max? <laughs> really? But, you know, the thought is quicker than, the subconscious thought can be quicker than the conscious thought. Um, 
but the, and it's so overwhelming. It happens in so many areas of our lives. And the more you look into it, the more you're like, wait, that's the patriarchy too? Like what is happening? Like once you start looking into it as well, like the whole, you know, how beauty is interpreted or how medicine has been developed or how, you know, the fact that um, medical research wasn't done on women, only on men because, you know, it's too complicated to consider a woman, a woman's hormonal cycle. And it's like, yeah, but no, <laughs> that doesn't seem right. And, and, and like, so once you really start looking into it, it becomes really like, oh my God, this stuff is everywhere. Every, you know, you, I don't know if you've went through this, but once you really start digging into this a little bit, you get to that point where you're like, it's everywhere. And it's just completely overwhelming how much of this programming has been done where we're like, oh no, but that just makes, that's just how women are. And it's like, no, it's not. They just told us that that's what we are. That's who we are. Or So we are actually also acting out of subconscious strategies, subconscious values, subconscious systems. Yeah, and of the only mm-hmm. And the only thing what I perceive from you is that we actually, even after 60, 50, 40 years of female movement, we didn't get quite, you know, further. Well, I think that one of the things that And this is what I often talk about in the work that I'm doing is there's certain, and when we talk about masculine and feminine energy, we don't, that's not a gender divide, but it's more of, they're just, you know, they're the yin and yang Mm -hmm. energies. And our, our society is so based around sort of the masculine concepts of productivity and rational thinking and logical, you know, um, logical thinking and and those kind of things whereas and and just as a society we've decided that intuition is is false or that compassion is a weakness or that you know and and those are the more sort of feminine uh, values so i think that in an in an effort for for women to claim their seat at the table mm-hmm they decided that they had to get to this masculine table of productivity. And so they didn't bring all the stuff that, that makes the feminine so fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's well, just a shame. Is it a shame or is it fear? Because with mo- most women I'm working, I perceive so much fear being themselves as women not getting sexually harassed or whatever, don't get the job if they don't fit to the rules of the company or the society. No, absolutely. I think, and, and, and it's, I mean, we're, we're constantly hearing that these, these aspects are bad or we're just hysterical or we're just, you know, oh, she must just be hormonal. Like there's so much dismissive stuff going on around who we are as women and if I you know if you show up in a workplace and you go like uh, I think we should do this and people ask you why and your answer is I don't know I just have a feeling that's usually not 
you know, that's usually not how we make choices in business, right? Because, because we need to have the figures and the numbers and the, the, the data and we need to analyze and we need to, and I have to say that every time when, when I was, the times where in my business, <laughs> I decided to sit down and do the numbers and set the goals and, and, you know, those were always my worst months until I let that go and just followed my intuition again. And of course, you know, of course there are numbers and there's administration and all that stuff. Um, and it's good to know, you know, how your money is flowing in and out of your business and all that stuff. But it doesn't have to be the end all and be all of how you make decisions in your business. But. <laughs> I knew there was a but coming. <laughs> Even when you have the figures, the data, or whatever, men and women, the end decision is always intuitive. Mm -hmm. But male, most of the time, say, yeah, it's because of those data. No. The end decision, and it doesn't matter what it is, it's most of the time intuitive. And I can you tell stories about CEOs and their decision actually killing a whole company because of their decision and because of a decision which is not racial, not based on data, no facts, but on something else. And the interesting part is, as, as higher the position of a woman is in big companies, as more male uh, attitude they had. And this was, this, this was the, the, the biggest aha moment to say, no, that's not the right decision. And I truly feel that 2021 will begin the, the future of the female, of the women. Mm. I'm not talking about matriarch, by the way. I'm no, talking no, about no, no, not at all. Using our gifts, and we have way much more gifts. And most of the time, that's why we end up at, as assistant, because we just take care. We love to take care for others. And actually, the, those gifts, in my opinion, makes the best leader ever. But well, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I, and I, yeah, I think it needs to be a balance, like, mm -hmm. because there's nothing wrong with productivity in action. We need productivity in action. Yes, otherwise, course. nothing will ever get done. Yes. Um, but at the same time, like, and I think, um, I think you're absolutely right when we say like that nurturing the collaboration the together like the the system that we really fun have have been functioning in for for you know decades is is power over right it's competition so i have to compete with you and i need to fucking squash you because you're my competition i need to be better than you i need to be over you i need to be superior to you and really what and i think that's just silly <laughs> um, because because I myself have experienced as well when I work together with people and help other people lift their businesses and do well in their business and just and it doesn't you know doesn't always have to be about oh you need to pay me for that hour that I spoke to you about your pricing no, I'm just glad that we spoke about your pricing and now you're charging uh, a little bit more towards your worth <laughs> because pricing in women is also a, 
It's an interesting topic. It's an interesting topic, absolutely. But um, but I think that that sort of more collaborative approach to things, like if we do things together and, and help each other where we can help each other, um, it just, it moves forward so much quicker and nicer, to be honest. It feels so much nicer to be working with people who just trying to help each other out, to, to all get to, you know, be the best version that we can possibly be, to, to you know, light, shine our light on the world and, and, and bring the things that we need to be bringing. Um, it's so much more than I just want, not, here's the thing, not everybody needs to be my client because <laughs> one of the, it's going to sound so weird, but I think that a lot of women will be able to relate to this. One of the thoughts that came to me this year, I don't know why it took me 40 years of my life to come up with this, but anyway, is that suddenly I was like, why am I still trying to make everybody like me? I don't like everybody else. So why do I have, you know, why can I dislike people, but nobody can dislike me? That does not seem like a healthy way to be in the world. Like, but, and so, and the same is with clients. Like not everybody has to be my client because I don't want everybody to be my clients. There's plenty of people in this world even people who I like as people who I never want to work with because no, it's not gonna, that's not going to go well. Um, and so I'm really glad that there's other people who do have similar services that I have that can work with the people that don't like me or that I don't like and vice versa. And that's why, you know, in House of Hives, when we are doing our summits or our books or something, we're always saying like, you're promoting with each other because everybody has people in their audience who are interested in the kind of work that we do, but don't want to specifically work with us. Um, and so share that audience because everybody has those people. And maybe, maybe by, you know, promoting another coach or another healer or another consultant, you actually bring someone, you know, connect to people that otherwise would have not crossed paths right it's not always about oh I have to keep sure you have to nurture your audience right don't just because you also don't want to kind of overkill them with messages but like but they don't but you can share you can share your audience as well with other people who they might benefit from in business uh, or the services that other people are offering in their businesses. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, that's going to be a really big shift. And I think that if anything, 2020 has shown us is that that super have to be in the office 40 hours a week being productive thing that we were doing before. That doesn't really seem to be working that well. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I have met a lot of people who at the start of lockdown were very upset about having to work from home and who are now, oh, I don't ever want to go back. It's so much more, I'm so much more productive. My private life is so much better because I actually get to spend some time with my family and, and you know, I get to take walks in the middle of the day because nobody can actually work effectively for eight hours a day and the 
the idea that we do this when we're in an office is absolute cock swallow. It's just not true. I'm so lucky that there are so many, again, different uh, business concepts already were before COVID-19. And mm. now it became skyrocket. And I'm, I'm totally happy because uh, there you truly can see what productivity might be different way. And there are also other examples that they cannot work at home and all the stuff. But uh, in Austria, um, different hotel or different concepts came out. They're, they're finding solutions. Mm. And I'm, I, I truly begin this shake it, not stir it thing. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 was, um, was a good, good thing on one part. Of course, on the other part, it was a reframing regarding death and, and uh, living. But it, it brought up interesting uh, aspects in the working field and also in the living field. And uh, we will see what 2021 makes out of it. And yeah, I think, but I think that's the challenge, right? Because the whole discussion about like, oh, what's the new normal going to be? And I really hope that the new normal is going to be quite different from the previous normal. Mm -hmm. Because because we were so compartmentalizing everything. And, and I think that, you know, we, we, were one, we were one thing at work and then we were one thing at home. And then we had a separate box for health and we had a separate box for... Uh, relaxation and we had a separate box for food and like on oh, all the we had all these different and, and I think one of the things that that people are realizing is that all these boxes are actually just one big box and how we show up at work influences how we show up at uh, for our family and how we show up for our family impacts our health and it impacts and our food obviously impacts not just our health but also how we show up and how present we are and and all those things. And I think that if we can figure out a way to integrate the different aspects of us, and I think that the whole discussion around the feminine and the masculine is very similar to that because it's about integrating the different aspects of ourselves. And, and Embracing not, it, by the way. Embracing exactly. it. Exactly because it's really it's really silly to say well yeah intuition is great but intuition is only for our personal life or compassion is great but it, it's only it's only for mm -hmm. any charity work that we're mm -hmm. doing right compassion because all these elements come into all of these areas of our lives nurturing comes into everywhere i mean when i look back at you know people that I've worked with where I'm really like, do you know what? That person got, got something out of me that I didn't know, do you know, I'm just in terms of my achievements in the work. Those were often people who also gave me space to deal with whatever was going on in my personal life or who gave me um, some flexibility when it came to having days at home or, you know, who were fine with, actually, I'm finished. I finished. Uh, there's only 15 minutes left to this day. doesn't make sense to start up a new project right now. And you could just leave earlier because, you know, there's no point. He also knew that I would stay longer if I needed to finish something up. So that's always nice when that, but it's nice when there's that element of trust in each other as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that, 
if you run a business based on the person better be there at nine o'clock sharp and they better be there until um, half past five is the normal quitting time in the Netherlands. That's a little bit different for different countries as well, I suppose. But it's like if it's about being there for the minutes that you're, I'm paying you for and you better be at your desk and you better not be checking your Facebook and you better not be this and you better not be that. A lot of times I find that, or at least in my experience, the jobs that were like that, I didn't last very long. And I didn't do a very good job because you're constantly feeling like people are not trusting you. And that is not a great feeling to have. It's not healthy. No. If you're constantly on your toes to, oh, oh, is today the day that I'm going to get chewed out because I made a mistake? Mm -hmm. Because we all make mistakes. We're all human beings. It's going to happen. One day you're going to make a mistake. That's learning. Um, I have one company called uh, Lean Health for Business, and I have one grader there. The human person is uh, in the middle of everything. Mm -hmm. And it, we, that for many, many years, only being um, productive and being successful and being, we, it's just sometimes pointless because you get ill. You get burnout. We have more than ever burnout. We have more than ever abuse and alcoholic drugs and everything do the so-called pressure in, in the working field and it's not healthy. And, and, it's, for me, and I think that, but that competition thing comes into that so much because we're constantly competing with everyone around us and whether we're winning or not, if we're losing, then we're feeling bad about losing. If we're winning in the competition, in the rat race, then we're constantly thinking, Oh, I better keep this winning streak going. Like it's a lot of pressure to constantly be ha like 24 seven, having to prove that you're the best at whatever you are. For all listeners out there, we have a topic. I think we could talk about for days. Mm. But my last question for you is, how can be the future? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it, that's a big question. And I think uh, for individuals, <laughs> like, the question is a, is a lot about introspection and figuring out where your strengths are. And, and, and we're so we are so programmed to look at our shortcomings rather than our strengths. So as an individual, I'd say like, start looking at where your talents are mm -hmm. and start building those rather than trying to fix your shortcomings, start, start, start having your talents be your superpowers. That's a really big one for me. And I think that changes how we show up in, in the world as a world, as a, the human race? <laughs> oh, that's a big question, isn't it? But I do think that um, the more space we create to, 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 for people to show up as they are, and the more we learn to listen to each other's experiences, uh, listen to understand where the other person person has come from rather than to react and and reaffirm what we believe around about the world mm -hmm. i think that will that creating dialogue like that and and being willing to 
to address some of the subconscious stuff that we do. Like we started this discussion saying like, oh, I'm sure that I'm sometimes an accidental defender of the patriarchy. I don't want to be, but it's the system I grew up with. And I, and I say it as well around, you know, discussions around racism. Like I'm not actively, not actively racist, but I am white and I grew up in a white centric society. So I'm sure that I'm sometimes accidentally racist and please pull me up, pull me up on that because I want to learn better. Mm -hmm. If we can have that attitude in life where we're like, just because someone is pulling you up on, on a subconscious belief that you hold, doesn't mean they're telling you you're a bad person. They're just inviting you to learn and to maybe change your attitude. And I think we're going to need a lot of that willingness and, to, yes. to introspect. And open up a field where it's okay when things happen because it's subconscious. And just also having the space that the other person is allowed to say what they perceive. I yes. think it's a, it's a, a huge, sometimes we, we, we are, they are not allowed to be, and they become to fight and all the things. And I'm like, well, I'm here. We're here well, to learn. And I think also on eye level. And I think as well, like if we're pulling each other up for saying like, wait a minute, what you're saying there is not okay. We need to, we need to also be okay like it, it, we can't immediately go to anger we can't immediately assume that someone has a bad intention by saying that same they may not be aware of or they may not have realized or you know um i think one of the things that that people often kind of lose track of is that we're so used to certain jokes and things um or certain remarks that have become so socially acceptable you know and it's like, oh, boys will be boys. Well, that's, that, that's an, just an example, by the way. Boys will be boys. But when you say that, what are the implications for all oh, the boys that you know? Or like I sometimes say to my husband when he, when, he, when he says something about like, oh, well, it's a woman driver. And I was like, so what you're saying is that I can't drive? And he's mm -hmm. like, well, I never said that. And I says, oh. but you did, right? Because, but it's not something that... I pick my moments when I pull him up on this depends on my mood and his, but it's like when we make these sort of generalized statements about people, I think most of the time we don't realize that, um, that that means that we're probably saying it about our own friends and family as well. Mm. Um, I, I can tell you a sentence I got since childhood. Regarding being a woman, it's like, um, yeah, nope, that's not okay stuff. Yeah, I, don't don't you think I we are, we are might be at the beginning of something becoming aware that maybe our thinking and our wording because when I listen to other people, I ask sometimes, do you actually listen to yourself what you said at the moment? And most of the time, they don't. No, I think self-awareness is definitely a skill that we're needing to teach people. Yes. And and having said that, I I also sometimes, you know, when you're, I think sometimes also the context of where you're speaking is important because if we're having, you know, a, a, a discussion like this where we know that we're trying to sort of, you know, get to certain points and we're trying to sort of uncover some ideas and, and, and grow together. And I, and sometimes then we may not, uh, we may not find 
the quite the right example or we might not find do you know what i mean like and then there also needs to be space to kind of dig through that and get to get to what the better example would be or get to what mm. the better way of expressing yourself could be it's mm. not like i'm not saying like oh well people we can't do any stand-up comedian or stand-up comedy anymore because jokes are not allowed like <laughs> i also think that sometimes political correctness goes too far and there has to be an element of but what is someone's intention in in this in mm. this context in this conversation mm. um because if we're just jumping down each other's throats for the wording that we're using, that also shuts communication down. And I think the most important thing is that we start talking to each other and then we can learn how to clean the language up. But I think mm -hmm. first and foremost, we need to, we need to come together as people and, and talk about our lived experiences in a way that we feel that we are being heard because there's all this, oh, you've had it hard, but I've also had it hard. And I, like, when I did all the trauma work for years, when I, uh, um, I ran a, the platform for the people recovering from emotional abuse, like one of the things that I used to say to people, it's no competition. This isn't the Olympics of trauma. Nobody's getting a gold medal for the most suffering had, right? Like we all have, as individuals, we all have Sorry. struggle in our lives. Mm. It's just that the system that we're currently functioning in as a system favors some people over other people. Mm. And that we need to break away from. And becoming aware of first. Yes. yes. And finding different ways for the changes. Yeah. Beautiful. And and I really think that the first step is listening to each other and being mm. willing to admit to ourselves that we're not perfect and we're not always right and we're going to say some stupid shit. And meet each other on eye level and on, on humanity level. That's mm -hmm. what I always say to others. It doesn't matter which sexes we have. Just meet each other on humanity level. Yeah. And it could be... Sometimes it's like, it could be so easy, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that some of it is hard because so many people in this world think that there's, an, there's a finite amount of pie and we all want to get as large a slice of pie yeah. in life as we can. Mm. And I think what people need to start realizing is that there is infinite amounts of pie so stop trying to get everybody else's pie just get your own, <laughs> get your own and pie. just breathe let them have their pie plenty of pie still for you left um because i think that's you know that's one of the the things that lies at the at, at the root of so much is that we're always trying to one-up each other and, mm -hmm. and get one over the other and in that we need to stop doing mm. You know, feminism isn't about hating men. I don't hate men at all. I just don't think that the patriarchy serves anyone on this earth. Mm. And emancipation is actually like standing up for yourself. Mm. And, and uh, just uh, check for yourself what's, what's good for you. And maybe you can inspire others that they also check in for themselves what's good for them. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that if we are allowed to do the things that we're good at and if we're allowed to focus on our talents rather than constantly trying to fix ourselves, and women more than anyone in this world are constantly told that they need to fix themselves and fix themselves and it doesn't matter how much they fix because there's always going to be something else that's wrong with them um from how we speak to how we eat to how we look to how we whatever we do but as soon as we can start stopping that cycle of constantly trying to fix what we feel is wrong with us and rather focus on what we feel is our strength and what we enjoy doing, then we're going to show up and, you know, that's how we build a world that's worth living in. And that also means that not only do women get to do what they want to do, whether that is run a, run a big corporation or stay home and look after the kids. I don't care what it is that you want to do, just do it. Mm -hmm. um, but it also means that men maybe you know, have different choices that they can make about what they want to do. Thank you very much for this very deep conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't do this topic mm -hmm. <laughs> in light, superficial ways. No. <laughs> Why should we? Exactly. And all for the listeners out there, I give uh, your websites and all the things uh, to our talk. And as a special edition, actually our first special edition, I'm pretty sure 2021 will bring other special editions where we discover and talk and this topic about the future is female with other point of views, with other uh, views, because in my deepest belief is when we inspire each other, we lift each other and uh, everybody of us has something where we can inspire other ones. And honestly, and honestly, there's always more to learn about, yes. uh, about this and how we can show up in the world. Yes, that's beautiful said. Thank you very much for your time, Max. You're so welcome. And also for all the listeners out there. And for the next time, bye. You simply are more than you think, but feel, see, hear, and no.